Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. Hey, welcome. I am so excited to have you back on the air with me, and uh, one week goes by very, very quickly. For those of you who tuned in last week, and please join me on my website, danclark.com. I want you to be part of my community of significance. And when you go on my website, danclark.com, you just click on Receive Free Gifts and Training, and that gets you into my system so you can start getting free videos and trainings and a chance to interact with me and see how we can influence one another's one another's lives personally and professionally. That's really important to me. As I've said almost on every one of my shows, we become the average of the five people we associate with the most. So for you new, new listeners who are joining us today, we need to put it in perspective. If we become the average or because we become the average of the five people we associate with the most, if you hang around with five broke people, you're going to become the sixth. <laughs> if you hang around with five whining negative people, you're going to become the sixth. And you know I love quotes, and one of the things that I definitely need to remind myself about every day is that if you're one of those people sitting around wondering if the glass is half empty or half full, you've missed the point. It's refillable. Remember, it's refillable. Thinking positively or thinking negatively doesn't fill up the glass. The pouring does. Another one of my favorite quotes, which makes sense now It's easier to act our way into positive thinking than it is to think our way into positive action. So this program on the Influencers Channel is about interviewing individuals who are using their platform, who are using their knowledge, their education, their skill, their God-given talent to influence the world. And as we say in the Chicken Soup for the Soul family, change the world one story at a time. For those of you who joined me last week, You'll know that I interviewed one of my, my, my dear friends, one of my heroes. His name is Steve Jennings. And if you followed me on Facebook and, uh, and, and you're one of my email listers, if you will, one of my family members, you'll know that I posted that after my show on Tuesday, which I broadcast from Los Angeles, California, on Wednesday, Steve Jennings, my guest, my friend, my buddy, my, my mentor was hit by a car and one week has now passed and he's still in a hospital in Los Angeles battling for his life itself with serious head injuries. He's in a coma, um, serious brain damage they know um, with a spinal cord injury and very mostly unresponsive to the guests and those who have gone to pray over him to hold his hand, to talk to him, to give him priesthood blessings, to invoke our faith in whatever religious tradition we have. Uh, My friends and colleagues and his friends and colleagues have descended on his hospital room 
and collectively we're using every bit of faith and hope that we have in his recovery. He is the Invincible Warrior. That's the name of his book. And he recovered from a life-threatening car accident many, many years ago that also left him in a coma. And I think it's ironic and kind of eerie that our conversation last week on my show ended by Steve challenging all of you listeners and challenging me as his buddy to remember that if you visit someone in a hospital who is in a coma, don't whisper, talk to them because they can hear you. And he's in a coma. And he said that as we went off the air together. He also said, and we reminded one another, which I remind everyone whenever I can, that we should never let one moment in time go by without expressing our love and appreciation and our respect for those whom we do love and respect. You'll know that I always say the goal of every relationship is to leave each other saying, I like me best when I'm with you. I want to see you again. Which means that if we do, and because we do become the average of the five people we associate with the most, we must be willing to pay any price and travel any distance to associate with extraordinary human beings, which also applies to the internet. And that's why I welcome you to the show. I'm so proud to be a host. And I thank Jeff Spinard. I thank Allison uh, Larson Hildebrand. I, I thank my buddy. Uh, Eric Zuli, who gave me this opportunity, who actually were the ones that founded the Influencers Channel on Voice America. And uh, a day doesn't go by that I don't thank them personally, that I don't thank them in my in my evening prayers, that I have this opportunity to continuously grow my listener base and uh, fulfill my dream, my purpose, and that is to change the world one purpose, one moment, one story, one interview, one song at a time. Today's guests are friends of mine. As you know, every guest that I've had on my show so far in the weeks that we've been on the air are friends of mine. And I take that word very, very seriously. And one of the things that we need to understand is that friendship is based on trust. And as we've talked about in previous shows, the definition of sales is the transference of trust. And I think trust is based on predictability. Hope is not a method. As the French philosopher Pascal said, too many are living their lives hoping to be happy, but because they only hope, they never really are. And I add my two cents into that. That's why we have so many people waiting for someone to ask them to the senior prom, and they've never even taken the time to learn how to dance. So that brings us to the first segment, which I'm so proud of, given the opportunity to divide my show into whatever um, categories and format I choose. I've always made the first couple of segments after I get through with my little monologue about music. And so far, I've invited my hit songwriting friends onto the air to tell the stories in a Bluebird Cafe fashion of how they came up with the story behind the song And as you have listened in, or if you haven't listened in, I challenge you to go back and listen to the rebroadcasts, the podcasts that are available, that are always available on your time frame, and listen to the lyrics and listen to the melody with your heart. Connect your head and your heart and figure out how that music has influenced you, how the lyric and the song really does make us, as Trisha would say, remember when. And so my first guest coming up will be Jimmy Urie, a dear friend, 
uh, I've been around him, and he is exactly the same off stage as he is on stage. And of all my friends who write songs, who are the hit songwriters in country music, Jimmy Urie stands out and holds his own because, in my experience, he writes songs about true stories that 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 really matter, that move us emotionally. Remember, reason leads to conclusions, but it is emotion that leads to action, and Jimmy Yuri proves that in his songs, and you'll be able to hear his story of his life and when he discovered that he was a songwriter and that that is his talent and his platform to influence the world, and then we're going to listen to the performances of two of his uh, most recognizable hits, even though he's got so many. Next on the program will be Brad Hatch, another one of my dear, dear friends, who happens to be a relative. I'm so proud to say that internationally. And he is an award-winning financial planner. Um, he's just one of the big wigs in uh, Lincoln Financial, and he will have advice for the the Jills and Joes on the street like me. And he'll have great uh, strategies for the, the, the those of us who are striving to be those with a high net worth who need to figure out a way to leave a legacy. And then our final... Uh, segments will be interview an interview with uh, somebody who takes me back to my football roots, a good old Oakland Raider, Burgess Owens, who's one of the classiest human beings on the planet, who debunks that theory that we are dumb jocks. Absolutely not. This guy is brilliant. And he's got some words of wisdom for all of us, especially for the minority world. And uh, his take on the African-American neighborhoods and what his new program is about and his passion to help improve those areas in our country and in our world. Having said that, let me just uh, let me just kind of set the tone, if, if, if I may. Steve Jennings obviously has been on my mind all week and in my heart and in my prayers. And... The seriousness of having a friend or a loved one that we know suddenly take ill, be mowed down by a motorist, a hit and run, and left on the side of the highway uh, to die. It could happen to any of us, my friends. And the goal is for us to understand something very, very profound that will lead into our guests and to the rest of my two-hour show today. And that is the goal is not to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. As so many who have already tuned in know that I had a chance to sort of the edge of space back in 2010, October 23rd, 2010, in a U-2 reconnaissance aircraft. And I sat there for almost five hours in the sounds of silence, looking at the curvature of the earth, gazing into the endless blackness of space, pondering eternity. How do I fit in and where do I fit in? And what occurred to me when we landed is that everything we can take with us when we die, I had aboard with me on that aircraft. Most significantly, my memory. I don't really believe that anyone loses their memory when they die. And if our memory is a good memory that we did everything in our power to make a difference, to leave our family and our job and our community and our world and especially our country in better shape than we found them, then we have lived, left a legacy of life and love and laughter and leadership. And so the primary goal in this show on the Influencers Channel is to say some things, interview some key people in this world who inspire us to leave a legacy, to do whatever we possibly can to make a difference. 
And before we go to this first break, let me just share an experience I had that will accelerate our sense of urgency to to make a difference. As you know, I love quotes, and I've already quoted a couple already. Well, let me just put it into perspective when we focus in on the significance of time. Today, Today, you've never been this old before which means today you'll never be this young again, (laughs) which means right now matters and every right now matters, which means no matter what your past has been, you have a spotless future, which means you can't always control what happens, but you can always control what happens next if we stop procrastinating and make sure we focus in on why we do what we do. You know my story, battling back from my football injury, paralyzed for 14 months. The reason why I stayed paralyzed was because I was asking the wrong questions. I was asking the doctors how to get better when I should have been asking myself why. And once we answer why, figured out the how-to is pretty simple. Here's the story that sets the tone for the rest of the show with all the music and the lyric and the messages with the advice from Brad Hatch coming up about financial uh, literacy, if you will. And then my closing guest will with, with Burgess Owens, who's making a difference, using his platform as an all-pro NFL superstar, all-American college player, and how he's making a difference because he's, he's refused to wait. He, all of my guests have refused to procrastinate. Here's the story. So I'm speaking at a national insurance financial advisors meeting. The name will will remain unknown, but it's a national brand that you'll recognize from from the commercials on television. And right before my keynote speech, they introduced this young woman who was the wife of um, this, this, this gentleman, David Buckwald from New Jersey. David Buckwell is an up-and-coming superstar in the financial services world and is a financial advisor. And the irony in this was that they invited his wife to come just to introduce him. And she's a professional. She's smart. She's sassy. She's got this amazing career. She's an incredible wife, an incredible spouse, an incredible mother. She has every right to be introduced as the keynote speaker herself, but she was asked to simply show up and introduce her husband. And all she said was, I'm so proud of what my husband does for a living. Isn't that cool? And then she introduces him. So here comes this young buck, this stud, and David Buckwell comes out. He's already qualified for the Million Dollar Roundtable and some of the top um, awards and 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 fraternities that you can actually earn your way into as a financial advisor. And he basically says, where were you on September 11, 2001? And I reflected, and the audience reflected on where they were when our country was attacked by the terrorists. And he said, well, shortly after that, he delivered 51 death benefits checks to 51 of his clients who are also 51 of his friends whom he sold life insurance policies to. In the next two weeks after that horrific event on September 11th, David Buckwell personally delivered 51 death benefits checks, ironically, to all uh, widows, all women, all spouses of these 51 who had been killed that day. And then he pauses and he says, I'm so thankful that I did not take no for an answer. As sales professionals, how many of us get discouraged? Well, if you believe in your product and service so deeply, if you believe in your talent as a songwriter, if you understand your opportunity to make a difference as a professional athlete, especially as a retired athlete, and that drives you to wake up early and stay up late and make a difference so that you don't die with your music still in you, so that in case you get hit by a car on the side of the road, your legacy lasts 
If you are so driven, this show is for you, and I cannot wait to get to my guests. The sad part of David Buckwald's story then goes to the melancholy side where he said two weeks after he delivered those 51 death benefits checks, two weeks after he attended every single one of those funerals of his friends, he received two phone calls on the same day from two other widows. And each of these women had said they were going through their husband's things. Their husbands had also been killed on September 11th, and they came across life insurance policies, and they wanted David Buckwald to check on the status of these policies. Each policy was a $2 million policy. David did the due diligence, and sadly, he had to call back these two women and say, I'm sorry, I researched. Your husband stopped paying the premiums six months ago, and there's nothing I can do about it. I am so sorry. The message is urgency. The message is believe in your cause. The message is believe in your platform. Use your influence to change the world. I really want to go to break. You won't want to miss our first guest. Again, Jimmy Yuri, a hit songwriter with some amazing songs that you're going to hear. Let's go to break, and uh, I can't wait for you to, to join me Those of you who are just tuning in, this is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, the influencers channel. My show is called The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success. And I can't wait to join you back here in just a moment. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been in the space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. 
If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the art of significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. As promised, my new guest, my 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 next guest, is a friend, and I take that word very very seriously. Someone that you leave saying, "I like me best when I'm with you. I want to see you again." Someone who inspires you, so that months go by, and when you reconnect on the phone or run into each other at an airport or see him perform in Nashville or in another one of his gigs. No time has passed. It's just you pick up right where you left off. Jimmy Yuri has been writing songs in Nashville for 22 years. After a short period in 2001 with Atlantic Records as an artist, and for those of you who have not seen his his mug, his headshot on the promo and on the website, you definitely need to go because... I'm a songwriter, and I keep telling him I would write a song about him, but I don't know what rhymes with stud muffin hunk of burning love. There's some guys who are handsome, Jimmy, and then there's those few of you who who are pretty, and you just tick me off, man. But let me continue on while you're laughing at my compliment. After a, a, a period of 2001 with Atlantic Records as an artist, Jimmy decided to focus all of his attention on songwriting. Let me interrupt. Listeners. What would you do if money was not the issue? How are you going to leave your legacy and make a difference so that people have their lives changed, their relationships are, 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 are more mature, their marriages are saved because you are on point saying, what can I do with my God-given talent? I love it when I read and meet people like Jimmy who decided to focus all of his attention on songwriting. Jimmy has quickly become one of Nashville's most sought-after songwriters. With eight top tens, five of which have reached number one. Some of his hits include Anywhere With You by Jake Owen, Till It's Gone by Kenny Chesney, and 2014 CMA and ACM Song of the Year, I Drive Your Truck, which we're going to get to at the end of this segment with Jimmy. And it's a tearjerker, especially for those of you who are my military listeners. Jimmy is married to the beautiful and talented and apparently tolerant, ha, Sonia Isaacs Yuri <laughs> of the famous Isaacs, a gospel group that you need to Google, that you need to go on iTunes and listen to. And we're going to get to that before this segment's over. He and his beautiful family live in, in Hendersonville, Tennessee with their two sons and Jimmy, your brand new baby girl. Let's talk about you as the man, you as the father, you as the husband, you as the good Christian human being who inspires the world off stage before we start talking about what you do with your six string. Talk to me, baby. Where did you grow up and how did you discover that you had this amazing talent with words and with melodies? Well, first of all, let me say that... Uh that let me say something very sarcastically and that is i'm not sleep deprived at all so that is funny um uh, we have a nine-week-old baby little girl we uh we have a six-year-old boy uh an 18-month-old boy and a six uh and a uh, and a nine-week-old girl so then you got the so song is beautiful but you got to you got to calm down man 
What's up with that? Got, yeah. beautiful. Well, we just got a new TV. We just got a oh. TV. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, uh, we are definitely uh, done. But uh, but yeah, we're we are having the time of our life. This was exactly what we wanted, and uh, it's just uh, we've been extraordinarily blessed. Um, I moved to town in 1994, and I sold. I was 24 years old, and I sold a Martin guitar a D28 uh, herringbone that I had to supplement myself. And uh, I just, I I went in every uh, songwriting event that I could find. I just, I threw myself in the face of everybody that I could. I faced a lot of fears doing that because I was scared of people. I was scared that I wasn't good enough. I was scared that I'd made the, uh, the wrong decision at times. And so my insecurities were, or something that I had to I had to fight a lot, but I, I think that more times than not, I chose to <clears throat> to just face those fears and keep proving to myself that I would come out on the other side. Um, more grateful that I took those chances, and 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 in a lot of cases, they worked out and they got me into doors and and uh, and and around people that I connected with that could help me and uh, and 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 form. Friendships that uh, that still today I have. So, 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 talk to us about w- w- what you remember as your first big break. My first big break, um, I was on stage uh, playing a show at a place called Twelfth and Porter here in Nashville, and and I just got through with the with the show, and I I stepped off stage, and this and uh, Joe Diffie walks up to me, and uh, and says to me. Great show, loved it, love your songs. He said, uh, there's a song, there's two songs you sang, one called In Another World and one called If I Lost Her. I'm cutting those two songs. And I wow. oh, I said, oh, really? Okay, sh- sure you are. But, I, you know, I didn't say that, but, and, but he did. And, and In Another World was a top 10. This was uh, probably 99. And it just, I went from, you know, nobody, I couldn't get a song cut. To, to wondering if I ever would to to starting to get songs cut, and this was right around the time you know I, I had a couple record deals. I, I chased that dream ferociously, and and it just I was holding on to songs and 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 trying my best to to have that come to fruition. Wanted that so bad, but once that happened with Joe Diffie, I just decided I didn't want to save songs anymore. And yeah. uh, I would, uh, I just wanted to focus on songwriting and put all of my energy and my focus into that. So that's what I did. Awesome. So advice for, for fledgling songwriters. I remember I met John Kay, lead singer of Steppenwolf lives there in Nashville. And yeah. he and I, he and I became friends and, you know, magic carpet ride born to be wild. And I said, what's your uh-huh. greatest advice as a songwriter? And he told me as a wannabe songwriter that instead of holding on to 50, um, lousy songs that might have one great line or a pretty clever hook that I should be willing to take the best line from this song, the best line from that song of lousy songs, horrible, pathetic songs that would never get recorded. So pathetic. You wouldn't even share them with your own mother and collectively take this best line, this best word, this best idea from multiple sources and create one hit song. So my question to all of the songwriters out there, the writers and remember, writing is about editing, so every word pays its own way. That applies yeah. to songwriting, it applies to speaking, it applies to writing books. 
So, Jimmy, let me put you on the hot seat. What advice would you give to someone who wants to be a songwriter, who wants to become a better writer? Well, I mean, there are so many things I could say, uh, um, uh, so much advice I could give. But I would say one of the top for me that I would tell someone is to dig deeper. I could, uh, I could tell you that I love my dad, or I could tell you I love the man that taught me how to fish. Wow. One tells, one is a book and one is a statement. Um, mm. When you tell me, I, well, when I tell someone I love the man that taught me how to fish, it makes me uh, almost tear up because I can see the water, I can see the pond, I can see the fishing poles, I can see the hook, I can see the worm, I can see the relationship, I see the dad, I see my dad. Um, so it's, it's digging deeper. It's um, letting people see the story, let them see the, the movie, um, and, and, and to be honest. If I feel it, you're going to feel it. Just like when we're hanging out and we have such a great time and we connect so well, I think that we are just being ourselves and being completely honest with one another. And if I feel it, you feel it. If I don't feel it, you're probably not going to feel it. So I just try to be as completely honest as I can in the song and make sure that I'm going as deep as I can, making sure that I'm telling you that I I love the man that taught me how to fish. I love it, which brings us right into a discussion about your first song we want to play today. Tell us about your, uh, the story behind uh, this amazing Martina McBride hit. Well, my my wife Sonia Isaacs had a uh, an idea called "I'm Going to Love You Through It." She had that title uh, written down, and and that day we were writing. This is about ten years ago. We were writing with Ben Hayslip, and Sonia started telling us about her mom. Her mom is a 33 year breast cancer survivor, and she had Sonia and uh, her two siblings. And she was scared to death. She thought it was a death sentence. But through family, through love, through uh, connections, and just every, everyone being there for her, she's, uh, she uh, was able to get through that. She overcame it. She, uh, uh, and uh, we called up her mother, Lily, and, and put her on speakerphone, and she told us about that story. And we just decided that we were going to write a song. We were going to talk about... Uh, um, all the good, bad, and ugly of it. And we were going to say the word cancer once, maybe twice. We were just going to lay it out there. And if somebody wanted to tell that story, then great. But if not, we, we wanted to tell that story. So Sonia sang the demo. We pitched it to Martina McBride. We got a call one day that Martina was, uh, loved it, and she was going to record it. And then we found out it was going to be a single. And so it was just... Uh, Phenomenal, and Sonia and her her family, the Isaacs, recorded the song, and it's one of my favorite um, recordings as well. So everybody should definitely check out that. Well, you know, and it became a movement. It became the theme of Martina's whole entire concert tour for that that period of That's time. Right which I watched videos. I actually was in attendance at one of her shows and she galvanized the breast cancer survivors and it was unbelievable all because of your song, Jimmy, and I'm tearing up. Think about the influence that one song has had for the entire world, especially those who needed to be reminded that pain is a signal to grow, not to suffer. Once we learn the lesson, the pain teaches us, the pain goes away. All in your magical lyric. So that, that, tell us, tell yeah. us how to download 
Sonia the Isaacs version because I want everybody to go to iTunes and download that. And as hey. soon as you give us that information, let's listen to Martina McBride's rendition. So tell us how to how to get a hold of your wife's rendition. I want to I want Absolutely. everybody to support you on that. Absolutely, man. If you go to the uh, to iTunes and just uh, and just search for uh, the Isaacs I S A A C S the Isaacs I S A A C S. Um, you can put, um, and, and then go and then find a, I'm going to love you through it. Uh, they, uh, it's on, uh, I think the third record back, but it's really easy to find just searching that. Um, and, and you'll be able to download that. And a lot of the Isaacs music, I, I think that if people go and YouTube and search out the Isaacs and their music, it is so inspirational. It is so, uh, it is such a connection with God. It's some of my favorite music in the world. And I go to all the shows I can. I love it. All right, listeners, this is Dan Clark. You're listening to voiceamerica.com, the Influencers Channel. And we're the interview, we're talking with the unbelievable, the dearest, most Christian guy I know in my life, Jimmy Yuri, and his song recorded by Martina McBride. And we'll go to break as soon as the last note plays and we'll come back. Let's listen to this amazing song. And listeners, please tune into the lyric and see how it helps you heal. into tears The doctor just confirmed her fears Her husband held it in and held her tight Cancer don't discriminate Or care if you're just 38 With three kids who need you in their lives He said I know that you're afraid and I am too but you'll never be alone, I promise you When you're weak, I'll be strong When you let go, I'll hold on And when you need to cry, I swear that I'll be there to dry your eyes When you feel lost, you scared to death Like you can't take one more Said they caught it just in time But they had to take more than they planned And now it's four smiles and baggy shirts To hide what the cancer took from her And she just wants to feel like a woman again She said, I don't think I can do this Took her in his arms and said, That's what my love is for.
This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. My guest is Jimmy Uri, the hit songwriter. That was his song, I'm Gonna Love You Through It. Let's take a commercial break. You don't want to go anywhere. We're back with Jimmy Uri and another one of his hit songs that you don't want to miss. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. We're here with our guest, Jimmy Yeary, hit songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee, writing hit songs for the last 22 years, some of which have transformed our lives forever. Jimmy, let me put a smile on your face. That guitar solo that comes in and out that brings us to the air and off the air is me in 1983 on my first album. Isn't that a hoot that my fingers actually worked back in those days? <laughs> that is awesome. I didn't know yeah, yeah. how you played so well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was Eddie Van Halen, <laughs> but you know how that goes. Anyway, Jimmy, uh, we want to get right to another song that's transformed our yeah. lives, especially the military community. But you said something off the air while we've been talking and just reminiscing, waiting for the commercial break to, to conclude. And that is that you hadn't heard Martina's uh, recording of that song for a long time. Please tell us what it's like to hear your own song on the radio and to actually have a chance to reflect outside of the studio 
on on the gift on the on the talent that you possess and how important it is for you to continuously use your talent to to touch the world to be unafraid to keep taking those chances that you you talked about at the beginning yeah you know it never gets uh, old it 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 always is amazing to me that 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 someone like martina would uh, sing one of my songs and to hear those lyrics that you put your heart into, that you put a real life story into, uh, and then to have people come up to you that have heard it. Uh, when, I, when I get the opportunity to sing those out, uh, those songs out myself and to have those people come up and share their experiences with cancer and, or loving someone through cancer. It's just, I can't even uh, tell you how, how gratifying that is. And it never gets old. I love all the stories. Some people that uh, come up to me, after doing one of those songs uh, and telling me one of their stories, sometimes they can be afraid that they're holding me up or bothering me. Or, and I just, I want to make sure they understand that I love it so much. It, 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 it's a, a huge honor and it moves me so much to, to hear those stories and, and to hear her sing that again. Um, every time she kills me, she just, she sang it so good and with such heart. Absolutely. And Jimmy, if for listeners who want to know, Jimmy is available for corporate gigs, too, and there's something magical about bringing in a songwriter who tells the story behind the song instead of paying the huge dollars for the artist who recorded it. And, Jimmy, how do we get a hold of you if they want to book you in a corporate gig, which is how you and I first met, actually, which is really cool. Yeah, they. Um, I, I should just give out my cell phone number. Um, no, no, that's, really, that's but, pretty uh, crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, come on. <laughs> now I have to but, pay for protection. Come on, man. <laughs> they can reach me through uh, Sony Tree Publishing. Um, they can reach me through uh, Facebook. Um, What's your Facebook handle? Just JimmyYuri.com. Jimmy Yuri. That's right. Yeah. That's Y E A R Y. Correct. Okay. But yeah, I love to I love to do those shows. I love to tell the stories, and uh, I enjoy that so much. Absolutely. Let's get right to uh, the next song. And again, I promise you, listeners, we're going to have uh, Jimmy back multiple times. We were talking off the air. We're going to get his wife Sonia in to sing some of uh, the great songs uh, uh, of the Isaacs. So, Jimmy, let's go right to this next song. It's based on a true story as well, just kind of like I will love you through it. And it's called I Drive Your Truck. I've listened to that song so many times and it just tears me up because of my involvement with the military. I've been to Afghanistan so many times. I've been to Iraq. I just, I've been to Dover Air Force Base, which is military mortuary affairs where those who were killed in action come back and the remains are brought to the families. I've seen the, 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 the transfers. Tell us about the story behind this song and then let's go right to the performance by Lee Bryce, who really makes it come alive. Yes. Well, Connie Harrington, a co-writer on the song, called me one day, and she had heard an interview on NPR radio that they did with a, uh, a father named Paul Monty. And Paul Monty's son, Jared Monty, died in Afghanistan on his third attempt to try to save members of his battalion, one of which was his best friend. He was killed. And... So Paul decided he was going to uh, go around the country and make sure that flags were on every grave that he could get to on Memorial Day. And so they did an interview with him um, and asked him how he dealt with the loss of, of such a wonderful son, such a wonderful hero, 
uh, and he said, I drive his truck. He said, I, I haven't changed anything in the truck. It's the same way it was the, the day he left. The floorboard's the same. The radio's on the same station. Change is still in the ashtray. And we, so Connie told me this story and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. And, of course, I just started breaking down. <laughs> when she told me she was, she was breaking down when she was telling me the story. We got with Jesse Alexander, and we sat in a room for about four hours, and we cried. Um, and if we didn't cry, we went to another line. And we just tried to tell the story as honest as we could and became the character in this song and tried to live it, believe it, and breathe it, and feel it so that every, everyone else would too. And, and to have it do what it did, to be able to get up uh, at the CMAs and the ACMs and, and to pay tribute to Jared Monte and, and what he did for this country was beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm still uh, amazed that I got that opportunity. It's amazing. Well, Jimmy, again, you're, you're, you're gifted. You're, you're, you know, God answers our prayers through other people. We can pray as often as, and as diligently and exercise our faith as much as we want. But as Christian men, we know God uses other people to answer our prayers most of the time. And that's, uh, you've been knighted. You've been tapped out for amazing reasons. And you're he- helping to heal the world, especially in our military families, especially those families who have uh, had a child, a son or daughter who have given the ultimate sacrifice so that we may live, so that we may enjoy our freedom. Jimmy, I love you. Yeah. You know that. I honor you. I can't wait to see your smiling mug again. And uh, Well, I love you too, buddy. Thank you so much no, for letting me do this. No, thanks. And we'll have you back. Give Sonia a hug and uh, just promise her that we'll have her on the show talking about the other side of your family. Congratulations again on your new little baby girl, Ebby, E-B-Y, Ebby. I love the name. It's probably Portuguese right. for awesome woman, knowing you, but <laughs> we'll have to do our own research. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, let's go to the... You're so funny. Let's go to the performance of Lee Bryce. Remember, it was Song of the Year. Again, listen to the lyrics and in the back of your mind and deeply in your heart, let's pay tribute and honor our military in every single way we can, especially supporting those families. God bless our military. God bless America. God bless you, Jimmy Erie, for writing the song and capturing this true story. Again, let's go to it right now. I Drive Your Truck Song of the Year. Eighty-nine cents in the ashtray Half-empty bottle of Gatorade Rolling in the floorboard That dirty Braves cap on the dash Dog tags hanging from the rear view Old skull can and cowboy boots And a gold army shirt Folded in the back This thing burns gas like crazy that's alright People got their ways coping Oh, and I got mine I drive your truck I roll every window down And I burn up Every back road in this town I find a field tear it up Till all the pains are cloud up Sometimes I drive your truck 
Yeah, man, I crank it up And you'd probably punch my arm right now If you saw this tear rolling down on my face Hey, man, I'm trying to be tough And Mama asked me this morning if I'd been by your grave But that flag and stone ain't where I feel you the influencers channel you've been listening to my interview yuri uh this man what a great song he wrote song of the year let's go to commercial break and you don't want to go anywhere i have a gentleman back with us by the name of brad hatch who's an award-winning nationally recognized and absolutely adored financial advisor who can tell us about how we as providers, protectors, presiders in our families can prepare the way so that we leave a legacy from a financial perspective um, to keep the, 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 our memory alive. You don't want to go anywhere. Let's go to break. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number. 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Influence is often inherited, but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way, and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer, or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence. Be an influencer. Join us today. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. I hope you've joined us. I've had on my show Jimmy Urie, the hit songwriter, and he... Uh, he wrote the two hit songs, one recorded by Martina McBride called I Will Love You Through It, which is honoring those of us who need to support loved ones and friends who are battling cancer with hope and faith and prayers. And then his last song, I Drive Your Truck, honoring uh, the soldier who gave his life, his ultimate sacrifice in Afghanistan, and his dad and his wife and his brother and his family members and friends can touch base with him by getting in his truck that smells like him, that has the exact same setup, the same radio station that he had when he left to go to Afghanistan and gave the ultimate sacrifice. That brings us to the next guest. The segue is perfect because C. Bradford Hatch is president of Wasatch Capital Resources, an insurance and investment planning firm. What does that have to do with the segue from songs that help us remember those whom we've lost? Well, I've invited Brad to join us today because He's an expert on leaving a legacy, on on using his strategies to create financial worth so that when we do take our last breath and every single one of us will pass away at some point in this life, we know we can't get out of this world alive, that we'll have some strategies, we'll have some income, we'll have some money, we'll have some assets set up so that we too will be missed And what I've always discussed with my spouse is that when I die, I don't want them to miss, um, I want them to miss me, not what I do. So Brad Hatch is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Securities Corporation. And for over 40 years, Brad has been in the business of providing financial services in the areas of estate planning, business continuation, retirement planning, and assisting clients to reduce risk, protect assets, and retain and transfer wealth. You're going to want to pull out a pad of paper because we're going to get right to the heart and soul 
of some of his advice. Brad is a member of top clubs and organizations within the insurance and investment industry, including NAIFA, the Million Dollar Roundtable, Court of the Table, and Top of the Table. Brad is recognized as a Lincoln Financial Group Premier Partner, serves on the Lincoln PPAC Board, and is a member of Lincoln's Summit Club and Pinnacle Group. At the Lincoln Conference in St. Thomas, Brad was honored to receive the Lincoln Financial 2013 American Award. He's been on the cover of their international publication. This is a culmination of a lifetime of service to the insurance industry, community, and family. Welcome to my show, Brad. And for those of you who will never have a chance to actually meet him face-to-face, just know that from a realtor's perspective, we always talk about location, location, location. And what allows Brad Hatch to stand out in our community, what allows Brad Hatch to stand out in the world and to be that pillar of example in his profession are the three combinations of visibility, visibility, visibility. Every time I attend any kind of a charitable event, Brad Hatch is there. Anytime someone needs something, he is behind the scenes. He's so generous. He's a philanthropist extraordinaire. Brad Hatch, I love you. I honor you. Thanks for spending some time on my show. Well, thanks, Dan. That was uh, that was too nice. Do you want me to say something after that, or should we? That was no. that was just good right there. No, <laughs> maybe just you know, maybe you could lip sync three Britney Spears songs so that you can at least compete with Jimmy Urie, and then maybe end with a meaningful poem, and we're there off the go. air. There you <laughs> go. Everybody's got that deep seated desire to do a little Britney, so but I, I, I might got... pass right at the moment. Well, you could dance, um, and since she lip syncs anything, everything anyway, you're okay. So let's get right to the heart and soul go. of it. How did you, hey. how did you discover that your true legacy as a human being is 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 based in service before self? Everything you do, ever since we met, it's always been about allowing or positioning yourself so you can serve others and lift them up. When did you? Who taught you this? When did you realize that that was your legacy, service before self? You know, I think it, it probably, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people visualize themselves that way, Dan. It's, um, I had the opportunity and privilege to do a, a church service um, mission in Australia where I really learned that people are so much more important than, than we are. And this has been validated we are as individuals. I mean, what we can do for others, what we can do to lift them and encourage them and show them things it was so important. And this is validated. It has been several times. I I lost a little brother when he was he was only 23 years of age, unexpectedly passed. And, you know, he, he died with a couple of dollars in his checking account. He didn't have much that was to his name, and he was in the middle of his education. But what he always, his whole premise was, People are so much more important. The people you come in contact with, the things you learn from them, are so much more important. And it was very touching and very hard to lose him. And I, we've all had many loved ones that have passed on. And that's helped me think about how we can serve and help people prepare for the eventualities. And I'll mention a couple of things. I'd like to see if there's questions that you have, Dan. But basically, I, I figured out a long time ago, there's basically three types of people those kind of people that make things happen, those kind of people that watch things happen, and those kind of people that just wonder what happened. And Uh and everything we look at in a planning approach has to do with this. So we've taken taken the three statements, the three words, creation, conservation, and distribution, and applied that to this type of people. See, they're 
people either take a proactive approach to their planning, hence the creation and hard work to grow and accumulate assets, but then they forget a lot of times how to conserve. A lot of our clients are moving to the conservation point, and we, we've come off nine years of a bull run investment-wise. I mean, what are we doing to conserve our assets? What are we doing to take a proactive approach to do that? But then our favorite part, my favorite part of planning is the distribution. The distribution phase is who gets what and what kind of timetable. Because assets go one of three places. They either go to a family member, family entity. They go to a charity. Without planning, the bulk of the assets can go to the government. Two takes planning. One really doesn't. If someone's fortunate enough to accumulate a pretty sizable estate, they can pretty much rest assured the government will take it. If they want to take a proactive approach and plan, then they end up in the hands of their family or a charity. It's pretty succinct. So let me interrupt. I was there the day that the death benefit check was delivered to my sweet mother, whom you've met, who's just one of the angels on our planet. Two months before my dad passed away as he battled cancer for six and a half years, he gathered all the family together and he said, what are all of you learning from this? I've never forgotten that question. And what I've learned from your perspective is we better not leave important things to chance. And so what I see you in my life, you know, in in the world of self-development, what we all need is an accountability partner. When we go to the gym and it's tough for us to exercise, we always need to go with a with, with someone who can encourage us to put more weight on the bar, to, to push ourselves. And in my life, a financial advisor is an accountability partner. So teach us about what you do with your clients. How do you keep us in tone? How do you, how do you, how do you school us and teach us about the, the, the different ways in which we can leave this legacy and protect our, our family after we've, we've taken that, that last breath? Great question. See, here's what happens often. That's, I love that question. So often, uh, people in our industry start to give solutions before they know what it is, what are the objectives, what is it that you're trying to do. And people will say that, but that's got to be the most important part of the plan. When we begin any planning with anyone, we, and any well-laid plans have to have these components. They have to have the, the consideration, if someone was to die too soon, how can their plan be carried on? There's a lot of ways to do that, and the right kind of insurance-designed products can help that situation. So if they die too soon, that's one area to cover. Every plan should have if someone lives too long. Well, when I started 40-plus years ago in the, in the planning business, people were living to maybe age 70. Now it's to the mid or later 80s. And it's thrown everything off. It's thrown off all the tables, the Social Security table. It's thrown off um, the income and the pension plan type payments. Everyone, because it takes more money to carry people on longer. Living too long is becoming a problem. And then the other... The other wait, 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 a- wait, 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 wait. You've got to change the way you're expressing that. Living too long, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. When I go to the store, I always look at the labels. <laughs> I want as much preservative in each of my meals as possible. So let's rephrase that. No one can be too happy. You can't have too much money, and you can't live too long. Come on, brother. Well, how much kale are you eating? <laughs> I'm kidding. We got to get rid of that. Anyway, I, if you're healthy and if you do the right things and you exercise, sometimes it's genetics. Sometimes people just exit early, like my younger brother and actually younger sister left way too soon. 
And leaving too, living too long means potentially running out of money. When I say living too long, you know, the, 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 we all want to live a long, full life. We want to feel good as we're moving through that life. But if you have expenses and you're in your late 80s, 90s, or even hit the 100 in the century mark, do you have enough assets to carry you through? That's my point. We want to make sure there's enough there. And then the other component a lot of people overlook is if you became disabled or had long-term care issues. So mm. people think the, the basic foundation, like building and structuring a home, construct, constructing a building, a solid foundation needs to have these components there because there's a lot of fillers that will take care of erecting the walls, putting in the windows, and adding the aesthetics and the beauty beyond that. But the foundation's got to be there to take care of dying too soon, living too long, and sickness or long-term care issues that could be a concern. Once you've got that foundation, you can do a lot of things to really then erect your structure and make it look beautiful. So laying that foundation is so intriguing, Brad. Keep going. I think I think what we need to do is is give the people a, a way to get a hold of you right now, and then I want you to continually tell us what our first and second step would be um, if you're a young millennial, how do you get started in your financial plan? Uh, tell us kind of the basics since you've been laying the foundation here. How do we get a hold of you first and then we'll get right to the foundation? Um, email cbh at wascap.com is a, is a good way. and We'd field the questions and respond. Um, as far as beginning, the most important thing to do to begin is to just to start. And I, we've heard everything from people, they put money aside in certain savings-type plans when they're young, and they referred to it as a deferred spending account. My, one of my daughters, she was just so funny about money. We insisted they put money aside when they were young. She was 14, and she came to me and she said, Dad... I will never need this money that I've been accumulating more than I do right now in my life. <laughs> I thought that was great. I said, well, honey, um, somehow I think you're going to have some needs. They're going to be beyond your age, beyond your age 14. You got to love but, kids. You got to love kids. Oh, my yeah. daughter, my youngest daughter, one time we pulled into the parking lot at the University of Utah. And she said, Dad, when are they going to pass the law so handicapped people can park wherever they want to? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a great question. You know, they should be able to park wherever they want. But how many the how many millennials, is, not just 14-year-olds, Brad, how many millennials, how many Gen Xers, how many of those in our generation have that same mindset? Oh, I'll never need my money more than I do right now. So how do you teach someone to stay disciplined and stay with your plan? That's a good question. We uh, we we tell them, it's this this comes often. Someone says, I've got a mortgage of of $180,000, but I've got some investments. Should I liquidate my mortgage with my investments? And I said, well, one of two things feels better. Either to not have a mortgage and not have the investment account or to have a mortgage and have the investment account. One of those alternatives feels better to you. We always want to know what feels good to them. A general rule of thumb, if someone will start when they're young and put aside 10% of their income, 
as their income grows, if they keep putting aside 10% all their life, when they retire, they will be able to retire or should be able to retire on the same lifestyle that they enjoyed while they were in their accumulation phase. Because we've got to remember there's three phases. There's that accumulation, and then when we get to that distribution, you know, conservation, and then the distribution at the end, it's got to be there. So you can start with anything. And, the, and if someone wants to just create an estate, by the, as I was told by my manager 40 years ago, by the stroke of a pen, someone can write out a very small monthly or annual premium and create a very large estate by using a term life insurance policy. There's no excuse to not have something that you leave behind if that is truly your desire. Okay, so and my then, sense of, okay, keep going, yeah, sorry, brother. Please. No, I don't want to interrupt. I, I was, no, my sense of humor kicks in. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I have millions of dollars in life insurance, and I can see my wife crying at my funeral saying, you know, I'd give $10,000 of it just to have him back. So let's yeah. keep it into perspective. You know, when I die, I want it to be a real tragedy, and I can't see leaving millions behind as a tragedy. Well, that's tongue-in-cheek. How much do you need? What's the percentage? If you're saying put 10% away annually for a for how many years so that you can retire at the same at the same level that you've enjoyed? If, if you do that all your life, whenever you retire, you'll be able to re- retire on the same lifestyle you're experiencing currently. If you start off making $10,000 a year and you end up over time making a couple hundred thousand, if you put aside 10% of whatever you make, whenever you retire, you can kind of, you can pretty much expect that to be livable income and living on interest only if you put aside the 10% and have the key word here is discipline. The discipline to put money aside and leave it aside is something that a lot of people are missing in their investment and their planning purposes. They don't have the discipline to leave it, park it, because, you know, it's easy to say, hey, we saw this sofa. My gosh, we need to redo the kitchen. Um, It's so much easier to spend than it is to save. Yes, sir. So what would you advise in the last few minutes of this interview, Brad, what would you advise those of us who would be considered by some as high net worth individuals? What would you recommend that we do? Is there a a unique strategy where we can leave a gift behind, where we can parlay our hard work and uh, a little bit of the extra discretionary income that we've been able to accumulate? What, What advice do you give us where where we make and diff- where we can make a, a bigger difference. You've been so involved with the wealthy folks here in Utah, helping them craft their gifts to universities and to philanthropic causes to to maximize their contribution. What what advice would you give to 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 the high net worth individuals? Okay, great question. Obviously, the right kind of planning, the right right kind of legal documentation, making sure everything's in order, the foundation's got to be there. Beyond that. There are ways to take, and sometimes uh, we often look at the highly taxed assets, these being IRA, 401K, things that have never been taxed. When the income comes out, a lot of our wealthy clients say, what do I do with this? Some of the attorneys we speak with, CPAs that we plan with for their clients, they say, just leave it to a charity. Well, there's ways to go beyond that. You can actually take those assets, convert them to to, a... conservative yet guaranteed uh, income assets, you can use the income in different forms of insurance, uh, 
replacement to make a larger. It leverages the gift, sometimes three to four, even higher, times the amount of the asset. For instance, if someone had a quarter of a million dollars in an IRA, we can show them how to make that asset. Um, we can convert, we can change that into a maybe a, from a quarter of a million to maybe even a million dollar lifetime, uh, one time gift, a planned gift by using insurance. And if it fits and if the people are healthy and well, it is fantastic. We've created a number of presidential endowed chairs from doing this like type of planning. Um, the attorneys love it. CPAs love it. The clients feel like they've taken care of them, their families. They've taken care of a charity, and they've they've uh, been able to eliminate the tax taxation because it all is charitable in its full intent and all clean and uh, very uh, very suitable for the right kind of person with the right kind of net worth. All right. So in conclusion, Brad, what I want you to do is explain to all of us your unique sales approach, relationship management, you know, visibility, visibility, visibility. Um, You wear so many hats and in each category, you stand at the top of the mountain as a father, as a, as a volunteer, as an ecclesiastical leader, as a professional, as a businessman, as a, as a film, as a philanthropist. What advice would you give everybody on on how you've been able to position yourself so that people don't sit around and think of uh, Brad Hatch every day? They don't sit around and think about about a financial advisor every day. But when they finally do need a financial advisor, when they finally do need someone who can remind them about service before self, they always think of Brad Hatch. What's your secret, brother? Well, that's that's a kind of a tough one. That's a good question. However, I just had a client in yesterday that we met with, and it happened to be someone that uh, I knew. When we showed up at the office, we both started laughing. And I didn't know it was you. I didn't realize it was you. So here we go. It was a referral. Um, people need, in fact, they do business with people that they trust more than anything. Trust is something we don't put at the forefront we always say we want you to understand your plan better than you ever have before. People like that. We said, you, when, when we're finished with your design, you will understand the things that we have done for you better. It will be clearer than it ever has been through charts, through graphs, and through proper and regular interviews and updates. People still that I work with still want the touch. They want the feel. They want to... They want to know they're doing the right things. And then it all is geared around what is most important for you. Give us the three top things that you want to accomplish with your planning. Is it Are you fee conscious? Do you want to make sure the fees are as low as possible? Is it that you want to make sure you transfer as much of this wealth to your family? Do you want to make sure, you know, what is it? Are you charitably inclined? We work with their priorities. Then it's their plan. It's not our plan. We just help to coach them to accomplish their plan, their goals, and their objectives. As I started the show today, I talked about David Buckwald uh, delivering 51 death benefits checks to his clients, his friends, after they died at the, at, at the hands of the terrorists on September 11th. And his comment was, I'm so grateful that I didn't take no for an answer. Let's conclude our quick segment here, Brad, by sharing a story one of my heroes, he was my foster father as an athlete. 
uh, Bob Rice, very philanthropic, extremely significant in our community and in the world because he started the spa idea with European health spas back in the day. The first guy, the pioneer, share quickly this experience that you had with him knowing that you had a product and service that he needed to leave a legacy. And in the process of you helping him and serving him and allowing him to take care of his family in his absence, he discovered that he had cancer, which gave him, tell, tell, quickly tell the story before we go to break. Yeah, well, in, uh, in the confidences that are associated, he allowed me to discuss this and he, and he told me to share the things I thought were suitable I've never met a more philanthropic man, and he, uh, he, I miss him dearly just because he was such a mentor to me. We did several different planning initiatives with him, but it was on about our fifth transaction that we had him get an in, go in for an insurance examination. When I got the report back, I got a call saying, there's a problem, he needs to go back in, and I called Mr. Rice, and said, you need to get back in and see your physician. And when he did, it was confirmed a multiple myeloma cancer condition. What was sad about this was that that had occurred. It was tragic. It was horrible. It was horrific. But what was amazing is he had just been to his doctor. They didn't do one of the tests the insurance companies did about two months prior. Had he waited till his next exam, the cancer would have been so manifest that he would, would have had months, maybe weeks, to live. His life was extended five years to carry out his wishes, see his plans come together, receive the proper acknowledgement for his kindness and generosity, both to his family and to charities. And when I asked him, I said, what, what, what has caused you to become so inclined this way, to give so freely? He said, I'm just doing the right thing. That's all he ever said. Anyway, the guy left more of a impact on me almost as much as my own, my own parents, my own family. Remarkable man, and uh, we still have plans in place with his family as a result of what he chose to do many years ago. I love it. So the advice is believe in what you do to the degree where you always want to help others and use what you do for a living just as the vehicle to serve others in any way. And that's what you're famous for. That's why one of the many reasons why I love you and affectionately uh, smile when I see you. Thanks, Brad. We'll have you back on the show. No, you're an expert. You're a nationally known, well-respected financial advisor, one of the top guys, if not the top professional in Lincoln Financial, which you know says it all, really. They're one of the top organizations in the world. Thanks for having me. This is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, the influencers channel. Let's go to break and we're going to come back with an old Oakland Raider, an old New York Jet Oakland Raider, all-American football player from the University of Miami. We're talking to Burgess Owens, one of my friends, one of my heroes, and yes, a Raider. You don't want to go anywhere. Let's go to break and come back with Burgess Owens. the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. For those of you who've been on the show the entire two hours or hour and a half, I am so grateful that you're still with me. Please spread the word. And I want you to join my tribe. Selfishly, danclark.com is my website. I believe we become the average of the five people we associate with the most. So please go to my website, danclark.com. Click on receive free gifts and training, and you'll start getting free stuff. Watch my videos. You'll be amused. We laugh. We'll cry together. But more importantly, I'll I'll invite you into my community of significance with the attitude that when the water in the lake goes up, all the boats rise together. We really are creating a culture of excellence. And from an athlete's perspective, we call that a championship team. We all know that it's not all about team because teams lose. Whoever said there, it's not whether you win or lose, the count's probably lost. There are teams going bankrupt. Excuse me, there are corporate teams and corporations going bankrupt right now as we sit here together listening to each other on the air, and they have a team. And yes, you'll hear there's no I in team. Well, there's no I in sucks either. There's no I in last place. There's no I in loser, but there are two I's in winning. And the first I represents independent individual preparation, which means please don't let me be the weak link. Please don't let them run 95 yards through my three feet of real estate to score the winning touchdown and defeat my team. Please don't let them throw over the top of a defensive safety for a touchdown to defeat my team. The second I in winning represents interdependent collaboration, which is a commitment to giving everything we've got when less would be sufficient. So yes, it is about team. 
They don't give Super Bowl rings out one at a time. But the teams that win have the greatest number of individual eye players on them. And in my mind, the successful people, the successful players play on successful teams. The significant individuals play on championship teams, legacy organizations, and when they get through hanging up their cleats, because they have always been the same off the field as they are on the field, they continue to play at that high-performance championship level, which I call significance. There are several individuals, former NFL players, some of my teammates from the past, who I consider significant human beings. And one of them is my hero, our next guest, Burgess Owens. He's uh, the third black American recruited for the University of Miami football team. He was a trailblazer. He was a pioneer. He fought through segregation and stood tall as a handsome, articulate, smart, educated young man to set the stage for those who would follow. He graduated from the University of Miami in biology, majored in chemistry, I mean, uh, he majored in biology and his minor was chemistry. I'm embarrassed to even interview him. He should be, he should be having his own show, man. Come on, baby. He was an All-American defensive back, NFL first-round draft choice by the New York Jets, 13th overall draft pick. And then he was traded to my Oakland Raiders, 1981 Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 15 champion. He was All-Pro in his final season, 25 years as a corporate sales entrepreneur, presently a business owner, entrepreneur extraordinaire. He's president of Responsive Health Solution, microvascular health and now he's the author of the national best-selling book, Liberalism. Yes, hold on to your seat. He is the author of the national best-selling book, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. We're going to get to his website, but just since you're taking notes here, you can go to www.burgessowenstalks.com. Let's talk, Burgess. You are my hero. You are my brother. You are my friend. Talk to me about your life. Where did you grow up? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Well, I'm actually looking forward to, to chat with you. Like I said, now, as we're communicating, this is going to be a lot of fun, sure. But before I get to do that, let me just say this one thing, because you just articulated something that I've always talked about and spoken of, but I've never heard in the way you just, just uh, mentioned it, and that is with the winning, the first I am winning. Uh, when I when I talked about getting to the Raiders, I've been playing for seven years uh, with the Jets. And by the time I got to the Raiders, and those were the days when the Raiders were winning football games, and everybody wanted to be there. And I remember thinking that I had so much faith in all my teammates, and the last thing I wanted to do was let them down. So my focus was to make sure I did my job, and that at the end of the day, that they'd be proud of the fact that I was not the weak link. And that's what you pretty much highlighted in that first eye in winning, which I never heard articulated that way, but that is exactly what it takes for winning team to win. And that's everybody feeling exactly the same way that I'm not going to be the weak man. So appreciate you articulating that. And, and, uh, and, and for those who want to win, just make sure you're not the weak link and everything will work out just fine. So, anyway. okay, so that's perfect. Uh, so you have been an I player your whole life. You have been one of those strong stalwarts. Talk to me about how you grew up and in the environment you grew up in. 
Okay. I was very, very fortunate to grow up in the 60s, uh, the 1960s, segregated, segregated South, the Tallahassee, Florida. And around me was, uh, was nothing but success. In my segregated community, I saw nothing but successful entrepreneurs, uh, uh, academia, families, uh, to the point that uh, the expectation for all of us as we left that community, that no matter where we went, we were going to win. And that's, that's the community that I feel so proud to come from and why my vision today is to some kind of way get my race back to that. I've watched the last 50 years we've kind of devolved to a, a race that is totally different from that generation and generation before that. So we came through, and if you guys remember the movie, Remember the Titans, that was the times I came through. And um, what I can say when I look back, and I, I talk about this all the time, because as I, as I get into more details at some point about what segregation was, what I love about being able to look back is I see... I see the way America always uh, evolves. We will always look for, to, to find our better selves. And every generation, should they look back decades later and say we are much better today than we ever have been. Because that's just the American way. We always look to find our better selves. So it makes me even more proud to be American, to see the, the heart of our country that continues to get better uh, throughout time. Okay, so you grew up in a segregated community, so I assume it was an all-African-American community. And... You had business owners and folks who've accentuated education, and it was a thriving community. When you left that community, teach us about how you responded to the obvious racism in the in the South. Well, it was, and, and just a little bit of uh, our history, and I talk about this in my book, but uh, uh, I, I, my, my community was just like all the other communities throughout our country, and that is... Uh, not, no community, uh, no group has ever had it easy. What we do is look within ourselves and try to find the, the best way to prove ourselves to, to, to who we are. And, um, and, and one of the things that I, I, I came to realize is that uh, uh, we can overcome anything. I, I, during that period of time, the black community led the country in terms of the growth of the black middle class. I have to be forced to be part of that middle class. Forty percent of us of black Americans are part of that middle class. We had the highest percentage of entrepreneurs in the country. We had the highest percentage of men committed to marriage in our country. So, yes, we were truly uh, an example of the American way and what's available here to all of us. And we're truly, totally patriotic because my dad had come back from the war before I was born, and we were taught certain things like the flag never touched the ground or be desecrated. So when you put all that together, when you have pride in country and family and race, you can't help but be a, 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 to try to be the very best you can be to be to, to contribute as opposed to pulling away. So my goal, Dan, to be honest with you, is to some kind of way not only help Americans understand how great our country has always been, but help America, black Americans to finally reconnect with a history that, that many of us have not heard about, to know that we are capable of doing great things and we need to get back to, to, get, get back to basics for sure. I love it. So when you have a choice to take a knee during the Star Spangled Banner or stand at attention and put your hand over your heart, that doesn't have anything to do with race. It doesn't have anything to do with with our socioeconomic condition. It has to do with patriotism. Do you agree? It, absolutely. And, and to that point, and I'm glad you kind of brought it up in that way because uh, we are we are definitely at, at this point. We're fighting for the heart and soul of our nation. And it is not a race issue, guys. Uh, for Americans listening to my, our talk right now, we just came out of eight years of, of electing a black president because our country showed that it, race is not where our focus is anymore. There's no position, no job, no college that I cannot go to based on my race. 
We're dealing right now with ideology. So as Americans, we understand we're fighting against uh, socialism, liberalism, and uh, atheism. And we're fighting for the good old Judeo-Christian values that teach us, no matter how we worship God, that we look at each other from inside out, not outside in. That is what we're fighting for. So if we understand that, we know what the fight is all about, then yes, we stand strongly for the flag. We stand proudly uh, with our hands over our hearts because we recognize how blessed we all are to live in a country that's given us the freedom to do so. And, 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 and Dan, what we're doing right now as a team, you have a venue, I have a message. Together, as, a, as Americans, we come together to make sure that we're getting the very best of our, of our people by delivering a great message that's uplifting. So it's the way I we totally, work. It's the way we do things. I totally agree. You know, I've, I've been teaching public speaking now for almost 10 years at the university level. And I always, always use Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech that he delivered in August of 1963 at the Lincoln Memorial. Because I dissect it and I point out to my students that his speech was not about cultural diversity, why we are different. His speech and his entire message was about cultural commonality. Let's celebrate what makes us the same, the same God who made you, made me too. And I often wonder what would have happened to our our challenge of racism in our country had Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. not been assassinated, how would his leadership have changed our perception of one another as, as different races and different socioeconomic conditions? What do you think? Well, I, I think we've had great men and women in our past that, that's kind of stood in the gap during the, in the phase of the time that they belonged, and, and they, they were place to do that. We now have to recognize that based on the, on the examples of great people in the past, we now need to stand up and do the same today. Uh, we live in a country in which we all come from different, different countries. That's, there are different places we come to, but at the end of the day, we come here and we become American because we have a common view of what American is all about. And it's all about the freedom to believe what we want to do, to have the, the empathy, to have the uh, tolerance of other, other views. And that's actually still fighting for today. We're in a battle today that's, that's as, as more as important as any other battle we fought in the history of mankind. As important as World War I and World War II. We're fighting for the soul and heart of our country. And for those of us who can teach our young kids to be proud of who we are, proud of being Americans, we will win that battle. If we do not, are not successful in teaching our men to be men, our women to be women, to be proud of this country that allows us to be who we're supposed to be, then we're going to lose this great battle, and we can't afford to do that. Our world depends on us being the truly delight in the world. Okay, so as a significant individual, one who has been that eye player, that champion your whole life, you hang up your cleats, you 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 get all of your accolades as an all-pro superstar, and I love watching the video clip of you uh, returning that that kickoff for the New York Jets about 88 yards or something. I can't even I, I get I get so excited just thinking about the thrills you gave everyone. Tell us what you're doing right now. What's what's your new program? Tell us what your passion is and how we as listeners can get involved in our communities. I, when I left the game back uh, almost, gosh, three decades ago, uh, I left at that time with a passion to some kind of way to have an impact on my community because I grew up at a time where I had, I understood what we stood for and I understood what we were capable of. And so after raising my family and going through the corporate environment, all those kind of things, I've come to a point now where I can truly focus on doing those things that I feel I've been placed in service to do. And a lot of that is making sure that we are touching and, 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 um, helping our at-risk youth to recognize that this is a place for them, that they can overcome all the obstacles they face and, and do the right things. 
And a lot of that comes down to just basically in the message, it starts with this, is that men have to start manning up again. And, and as, a, as a black American, the message I, that I need to give myself is in that community, that men need to be men again. And the, 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 the great thing is that I know that across the country, we have millions of Americans feel the exact same way. They're trying to find out how can they make the impact. So my goal is to do everything I can to, to pull as many, many of these people together to start to, to, to raise up, again, those who in the past have been left behind, the forgotten men, particularly in the, in the black community. So uh, what's the name of your organization, and how can we start helping you, brother? <laughs> we, have, we have a group that we're, we're it's a nonprofit it's called One Heart, and it's a, a program that began a, a few years ago uh, in Texas, and it dealt basically at the time with, uh, with juvenile kids, uh, at-risk kids, helping them to, to assimilate back into the community, helping them to realize that they, are, they, do, they do get a second chance in this country, and how to do that through education, through entrepreneurship. And we have a tremendous organization we're putting together right now to really focus on getting that done, not only here in Utah, but across the country. Um, you know, I, I think because I've come out of the community that I have, I've seen so much wasted lives and, and and uh, lives have just lost the hopes. And, and so I think we can do that by uh, making sure we're, we're getting the message out and getting education again and giving people opportunity to, uh, to do good things with, um, uh, with, with what we have, in this, the freedoms we have in this country. I love it. So let me, <clears throat> let me put you on the hot seat as we start to wind down our time together. If you, if you could identify, you know, a credo, a, 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 a bar that you've stri- that you've spent your whole life trying to to rise to the occasion to jump over or to at least meet what what advice what credo what belief would you share with our listeners that has made you that would help all of us become a world class athlete a world class father and a world class businessman what a great question, Dan. It really is. And uh, it's interesting because I've, I've, brought, I've broken that down into two words, and that's dream big. You know, we live in a country uh, that's blessed that we have the freedom to literally dream outside our limitations. And, um, and in the process of dreaming big, we, we have a great God that allows us to do that. To know that we can depend on ourselves, but make sure that we're doing our best things to get blessed by Heavenly Father. We do that. There's nothing we cannot perform, and I love I love what you and Brad were talking about before in terms of legacy, because that's that's the dream of all Americans is to, is to live our lives so we're living a leaving a legacy, not only financially but but emotionally and spiritually, everything else. And if we can do that, then we have our life has, has been has been worthwhile on this earth. That is what Americans do across the country. My goal is to get more Black Americans feeling that they have a legacy to leave to, to their uh, progeny. If we can do that, then our country as a whole will win. And I, I, I truly believe that in the process of bringing my race back from the best of socialism and, and liberalism, that we will at some point bring our country back to the greatness it, belongs, it, 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 it deserves to have also. So hey, dreaming big. And uh, if you dream big, you have, you have a lot of impact and a lot of good people and good things happen for sure. All right. So I know that you uh, spend some some quality time traveling the world, delivering these amazing speeches. Tell us how we can get a hold of you so that people can hire you as a corporate speaker, as a motivational speaker, as someone who could come into their community and galvanize the the, the philanthropic spirit. Uh, every single time you and I talk, it's like you're either leaving on a trip or coming home from a trip where you've actually 
been speaking or doing your best to stir the the pot as far as you know gaining momentum for your amazing passion you you know you want to help you want to help young people from every race you want to go into the correctional systems of our country you want to do everything in your power to use your influence tell us how to get a hold of you man Okay, there's a couple things. Number one, uh, I have a website that really gives uh, access to everything I'm doing, where I am, and also some of the things I've done in the past. It's called it's Burgess Owens Talks, like we're doing right now with S.com, BurgessOwensTalks.com. The book, uh, Liberalism, How to uh, how to Change Good Men from Winers, Weenies to How to Change Good Men to Winers, Weenies, and Wimps, is, is one that I think will, will really touch some hearts. If you read it, and understand that as Americans, we have so much in common, no matter what our background or race might be. We all love our country. We want the best for it. We need to figure out how to get that done. So uh, if you do that, go to my website. You can find out how to reach out and, and, and uh, connect with me for sure. Okay, quickly, what's a whiner? <laughs> Whiners are those who don't want to take blame. They're always pointing fingers. We all, we all know those in our lifetime. Let, let's do this. For the men, let's man up. For the women, let's woman up. And uh, do what our, our ancestors have done to make this country great, and we'll be just fine, for sure. And, Dan, I, I appreciate the opportunity to catch up with you, buddy. It's been a real pleasure. And, again, no, we're, we're, we'll make a good team. I look forward okay. to spending as much time with you as possible. Yeah, I love you, brother. Thanks for what you stand for. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody can be a role model. Let's let race escape why why do we have to make a difference about what we look like let's just focus in on what you were talking about burgess the ideology of america the same god who made you made me too and yes i am the blue-eyed brother but man do i honor you as a human being above all else thanks so much for your time i love your family i love you bro and i can't wait to spend some more quality time with you in the next few days thanks my friend appreciate it for sure thanks man have a good day Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Again, I hope you'll join me on my website, danclark.com. Click on Receive Free Gifts and Training. Join my tribe. You start receiving free uh, videos. Keep in contact with uh, with me, and I look forward to keeping in contact with you. We can have discussions off the air that will lift each of us up. You know, I began by paying tribute to my buddy who's battling for life itself, Steve Jennings, who's in an L.A. hospital. I love this man. And my prayers and my hope is that his invincible 
warrior spirit will somehow allow him to fight for life itself from the inside out, even though he's in in uh, in serious, serious condition. Oh, my gosh. But his book, The Invincible Warrior, reminds all of us that anybody can rise to the occasion if we decide that that's what we want to do. And my guest, Jimmy Urey, the amazing songwriter who who captured true stories and put them in lyric and musical format so that we remember and that we can listen to them often and, and feel the emotion and connect our heads with our hearts through music. Our discussion with Brad Hatch about how to leave a legacy, especially financially with our families or for our families, so that when we do pass away and everyone will die, that people don't miss, they, they miss us, they don't miss what we do. And now with that last guest with Burgess Owens, uh, he's just one of the superstar professional athletes who has ever played any sport. He just happens to be an old Raider. And uh, he is just so wise and so passionate about serving the world, serving America, and especially serving his African-American community and uh, perhaps some of the underserved who are finding life to be a little bit more challenging. What could I possibly say that would tie a bow around this whole show, a bow around this entire concept of service before self and leaving a legacy? Well, obviously, the classic catch-all is to honor our military. You see, um, in the military, we give medals to those who are willing to sacrifice themselves so that others may live. And in the corporate arena, we have it bass backwards. We give bonuses to those who are willing to sacrifice others so that they may survive. So in the last couple of minutes, let me just ask you a question. What kinds of credos, perhaps creeds, do you have in your organization that inspire you and your coworkers, you and your leaders to become everything that we've, that we've celebrated today? So to cap off this discussion, I think it's critical that we point out that the significant attitudes, values, and mindset expectations that elite soldier heroes possess and other troops possess actually capture what this, this show has been about. For example, the U.S. military, specifically the elite few known as the Army Rangers, who along with the Navy SEALs is in Team 6, who which killed Osama bin Laden, and Marcus Lutro, one of my heroes, I've interviewed him. Oh my gosh. His story is told in the movie Lone Survivor. Delta Force and the Special Forces Green Berets constitute the world's most highly trained and feared warriors. The Ranger Creed illustrates what all these special men have in common, a nearly incomprehensible obedience and an unselfish commitment to duty, honor, country, personal courage, one another, and service before self. A dear friend of mine I've coached since he was 10 years of age, he lives in my neighborhood, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, actually not Lieutenant Colonel, he should be, he will be soon. I think he's, no, I know he's a captain now, Ben Westman. He graduated from West Point with honors and served a year as an infantry officer in Afghanistan. He was an Army Ranger. Now he's uh, graduated from Special Forces, and he's a Green Beret. He's the one that first introduced me 
to the Ranger Creed. May I quickly read it and ask each of you to listen in and ask yourselves again, what creeds and credos do you have in your organization to inspire this level of sacrifice, unity, hard work, and love? The Ranger Creed is an acronym. R, recognizing that I volunteered as a ranger, fully knowing the hazards of my chosen profession. A, acknowledging the fact that a ranger is a more elite soldier who arrives at the cutting edge of battle by land, sea, or air. And I accept the fact that as a ranger, my country expects me to move further, faster, and fight harder than any other soldier. N, never shall I fall, never shall I fail my comrades. I will always keep myself mentally alert, physically strong, and morally straight. And I will shoulder more than my share of the task, whatever it may be, 100%. And then some, gee, gallantly will I show the world that I am specially selected and a well-trained soldier. My courtesy to superior officers, neatness of dress, and care of equipment shall set the example for others to follow. E, energetically will I meet the enemies of my country. I shall defeat them on the field of battle, for I am better trained and I will fight with all of my might. Surrender is not a ranger word. R, readily will I display the intestinal fortitude required to fight on to the ranger objective and complete the mission, though I be the lone survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not mere words. When Ben returned from his latest deployment, leading and fighting side by side with his men in the mountains of Afghanistan, he left me with his proud and intense war call, Rangers lead the way. And a quote that I conclude this show with by Stephen Pressfield that gave me a greater sense of how Rangers think, feel, prepare, and thrive in their high-performance world. And I challenge all of us, myself as the host and you as listeners, to follow and amalgamate into our everyday thoughts and behaviors. Quote, when a warrior fights not for himself, but for his brothers, when his most passionately sought goal is neither glory nor his own life's preservation, but to spend his substance for them, his comrades, not to abandon them, not to prove unworthy of them, then his heart has truly achieved contempt for death. And with that, he transcends himself and his actions touch the sublime. God bless our military. God bless each of us to accept the challenge to live our lives, to leave a legacy through service before self. Until next week, this is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, Influencers Channel. You have a great seven days. Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success. Join Voice America as we broadcast live from the AICPA Engage 2017 event happening June 12th through June 15th from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. There are six conferences in one place over a four-day period, and our live events team will be there to cover the entire event with interviews, commentary, and other surprises.